Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Joined with me, as always, PFF data scientist, senior data scientist, Ben Brown. And we have a special guest. It's at last, finally, last week, the finale, we had to bring in the big guns. It is Andrew Erickson. We are breaking down the final week of the regular season of the NFL. Got tons of props, parlays, even uh, anytime touchdown scores. So let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Andrew, I feel like you have to just at first, like, tell us, tell everyone listening about yourself. This is the first time you and I are officially meeting via our recording. Um, so I, I feel like you got to just break down what you do at PFF first. Yeah, so uh, I go by the uh, the Props Profit over on the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast that I've been uh, given the moniker by our own Ian Hardis. But yeah, that, that's what I do. I'm on the, the fantasy side here at PFF, you know, taking doing the rankings, the, the matchups, all that kinds of good stuff. But, you know, season-long fantasy is dead now. Like, it's over. I know that we have some crazy people. I get questions about Week 18. I'm like, guys, like, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Like, I can't tell you to start him. What do you want me to do? I'm looking at these player props. Like, that's what I'm into right now. So that's why I'm making, this, making the change. I'm, I'm jumping ship off the PFF Fantasy Pod onto the betting pod to come at you with some, some props. So I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Guys, this is the Andrew is the guy that I incessantly just bugged the whole season. So you have to go follow him. He's a great follow on Twitter. If you're lucky enough, I'm not going to send it out, but if you're lucky enough to have his phone number or a Slack, you can always message him any, any random questions this poor guy had to go through, but let's get started. Then I think I want to start with the Sunday night football game, because that is a game for us. Week 18 is weird uh, for props and everything, right? Cause you, like you said, Andrew, you don't really know who's playing uh, with some games. So we're going to start with the Sunday night football game. The Chargers cannot lose and make the playoffs while the Raiders kind of have an out. They can clinch if both the Colts and the Steelers lose. Andrew, I know you like Derek Carr to start off. You like him going under 265 and a half. I think that's still where it's at right now, passing yards. So why don't you break that one down for us? Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, I mean, this Raiders offense has basically been not been the same since they lost Henry Ruggs. And, you know, you look at Derek Carr's season-long stats in terms of passing yards, he's up there in the top with the rest of the quarterbacks. 
but it's just been falling off significantly since they lost rugs and since they've lost Waller in recent weeks. So, you know, he hasn't gone over 265 and a half passing yards in his last five games. He's only done it twice since week eight, you know, his season low in passing yards was against the chargers in week four, which he had rugs in that game. He had Darren Waller in that game and the chargers are allowing just 237 passing yards per game this season. So I, I just don't see the upside of Derek Carr. I know that his season long numbers are good, but I, I just don't mm-hmm. see him hitting this total at 265 and a half. Ben, are you, are you with the under? I think I'm actually, are. I'm actually not with the under really. I do really? think Darren Waller, oh. you know, I do, I do expect Darren Waller to play. Obviously he's questionable right now, but I do think, do think that's going to allow uh, a little bit of things to open up underneath, especially for Hunter Renfro. So I do think mm-hmm. those two guys in the fold, uh, we're going to see, you know, some successful passing situations from Derek Carr specifically. I do expect uh, this game to probably go over the 49 point total as well. And I do okay. think the only way that the Raiders are probably going to do that is if Derek Carr uh, goes over his passing yards prop. So I actually kind of lean uh, in the opposite direction on that particular prop, but I, I'm, I'm not going to agree with any, I'm not going to disagree with any <laughs> other ones that Andrew Erickson says, but I, I can't go say. against the prop profit too often here. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, for we our just first started. Inaugural podcast. Right, I know right. poor Andrew. We're just like, right. nah, we're, He's, Ben's fading him. Just don't, don't listen to anything that Andrew says. That's hilarious. But I will say the Chargers are allowing just 224 and a half passing yards per game this year, which is the 13th fewest. Um, and I, I kind of, I don't know, Ben, I'm going to lean with Andrew on this one. All right, all right. Uh, just, just because it's, it's, it's the first time I, on the, on the podcast, I think it's going to go well, but you, Ben, you also though, then you liked Hunter Renfro, you liked his over reception. So I feel like that ties in with your Derek Carr over. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, okay. plus one, plus 111 point, you know, price right now for Hunter Renfro. Uh, I think some of that baked in is obviously the expectation that Darren Wallach does come back, but he mm-hmm. has been the guy in this passing offense uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. I do think, uh, you know, the match with Chris, Chris Harris Jr. Uh, for the Chargers is a little bit uh, of a concern, but I do think either either Renfro or Waller are going to be able to open up some things in this passing game. So I'd like uh, Renfro, especially given his, you know, recent target volume, obviously that's going to change a little bit here on mm-hmm. Sunday night, but I expect him to get, uh, you know, enough targets in order to go over his reception prop. Obviously some low A dot throws, I think are going to be headed in his direction. I think if he does plus price uh, is not a bad spot for him on Sunday night for sure are there any is there any news you guys are watching for this game what uh, like player news obviously that if you see this guy is out or whomever could be out that you may change some of your minds on this or not really is it just waller it's mainly just Waller from my okay. perspective. I do think, uh, you know, obviously Josh Jacobs is questionable as well. I expect both those guys to be able to go from Las Vegas Raiders, but if they don't, uh, some things are definitely going to be changing uh, in the rushing, okay. you know, share perspective as well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be tough if, if either one of those guys ends up not being able to be on the right side of questionable here on Sunday night. And Andrew, you like, you like the under for Brian Edwards too. That one right now is at 20 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a very low number because the, the standards are not set very high when it yeah. comes to Brian Edwards. And again, like some of these receivers, you know, Brian Edwards, Jalen Ragers, you just, you just keep, keep pounding the unders on these guys. Right. They, they just don't deliver, Like they just don't get receptions. They don't get targeted. And you know, this actually plays into Waller coming back. That's just another target that could potentially work mm-hmm. away from Brian Edwards, who could now be, you know, 
at best case scenario, he's like the fifth passing game option. You know, he's running less routes than Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones has kind of taken over as the number two receiver behind Hunter Renfro Waller's mm-hmm. coming back. You know, they also used Deshaun Jackson as a deep threat and you have Josh Jacobs also involved in the passing game. I mean, Brian Edwards has averaged fewer than three targets per game since week nine, and he's averaging one and a half catches mm-hmm. per game. So basically I'm just betting that, yeah, he catches one pass and he doesn't catch the long one. Like, right. and I think that's a good bet to make more often than not, especially on these yeah. just really volatile, you know, deep threat receivers like Brian Edwards, who also has a really tough wide receiver cornerback matchup. So right. I'm going to mm-hmm. go down on Brian Edwards. I like that. I, I kind of want to know, what do you guys think this game comes down to? Like who, what do you guys think the outcome of this game is? So I'll, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll start Uh-oh. a little bit. I actually expect <laughs> uh, the Raiders to probably start off early, have a little bit of a lead. And then it's going to be the question of can Justin Herbert kind of take uh, the chargers back. Uh, I know that's probably not the popular narrative based on where the spread is actually right now, but uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it playing out. I do agree uh, with Andrew quite a bit. I do think, you know, Brian Edwards hasn't necessarily been involved whatsoever really on uh, the expectation for him to actually catch that deep ball is probably a pretty, pretty good bet on the under. So I like that one quite a bit, but I think, they're going to be successful here offensively a little bit. I do think it's going to take a little bit for the Chargers to probably uh, get involved offensively in this matchup. So Mm -hmm. I expect the Raiders to start off hot early and then we'll see if the Chargers can maybe come back out and, you know, sneak away a victory here on Sunday night. Okay. So what what was your answer to the Chargers? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the Raiders, to be honest with you. I like, I like, I like their plus price on the money. Okay. I think that is probably, uh, the correct bet here on Sunday night. Football. Okay. See, Andrew was looking at you too. Like, okay, what like, was your, what's this guy saying? What what's he's this like, this is a good, so this is a good maneuver. Answer? Yeah. There's a good maneuver. Andrew, what do you think about this game? Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to look back at this game and be like, <laughs> man, you know, Justin Herbert did everything right. And for some reason, you right. know, chargers, charger, chargers. of course, like yeah. they do it just, Things happen. So yeah, I guess I, I'm going to lean on the, the Raiders side as well. Um, okay. I, I mean, they just, the chargers do these, like Justin Herbert, I think is just clearly the best player, you know, playing in this right. game, mm-hmm. but I, I just feel like there's going to be, this is, gonna, this is a weird week already, you know, in week 18, weird stuff is going to happen. And yeah, um, we just go with the, I'll go with the Raiders. Don't worry. I'll send you this video tomorrow, you know, after the game's over and be like, nice job guys. Like you guys, go, both, <laughs> you guys are both wrong <laughs> now. All right. Well then let's move on. I love any other ones from this Sunday night game that you guys want to talk about any other props that you like that you're kind of watching. Uh, one that I am watching a little bit. I do like Justin Herbert under 0.5 interceptions. Obviously that doesn't play okay. into uh, the Raiders potentially winning outright. Uh, but I do think he's going to have a clean game. Obviously he has a little bit of, you know, poor turnover play uh, luck happening so far here in 2021. I think that corrects a little bit. Okay. Uh, and I do think his, you know, play under pressure is probably going to be pretty good here against, you know, a front seven from the Raiders that has uh, gotten pressure in a really lot of creative ways, but I still think he's probably going to have a clean game. So at a minus one eleven price, I do like him to finish without an interception here on Sunday night football. So that's my last real favorite uh, like player that. prop bet for sure. So I can't, I can't fade that one with you because I went against you when they were playing the Broncos. Right. And I don't know right. why, for whatever reason, I thought that the Broncos <laughs> defense was, was going to come away with something and they didn't. So I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. All right, well, let's move on to like the, the other game that is going to be really good and that is the Rams and they're headed to the playoffs for the fourth time in five seasons under Sean McVay. Um, they can clinch the NFC West title if they can snap their, you know, skid that they have against these 49ers. Um, and they chart, they can win the division too. If Seattle, if my Seahawks guys right. upset 
the Arizona Cardinals. So we're really hoping for that. Uh, but something, Ben, that you like, or so, a prop that you like is Elijah Mitchell under 65 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, definitely. I do, yeah, I do think like, you know, his week 17 performance uh, is hiding a little bit of a, you know, bad usage situation for him personally. I do think he, you know, he was right at 56% of the offensive snaps played. I think he was at 58% of the rush attempts. So it is a little bit more of a committee based backfield than what people want to give it credit for against a team that is much better stopping the run in the Los, you know, in the Los mm-hmm. Angeles race Rams versus uh, what they were facing last week against the Houston Texans. I do think he's in a struggle a little bit more. So uh, I don't think game script is going to help him help him here very much as well. So I do think him going under, you know, roughly 65, 65 and a half rushing yards uh, is probably a pretty safe bet here uh, in the, in the three o'clock, four o'clock hour uh, of the NFL slate for sure. So Andrew, you gonna you gonna jump on that with them? Maybe I don't know. Andrew, Maybe. what do you see this game? What do you see this game looking like? I guess like game script for this one is just as important as the Sunday night game, right? right? Yeah, I mean the thing with Elijah Mitchell is he just gets he he does get a ton of volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get that the matchup is definitely tougher. Uh, gets a tougher run defense, but if he I got if the guy gets like twenty five carries, like he only he averages three yards per carry and he's over it, so probably something I, I will stay away from. Wow, you guys just like usually usually <laughs> Ben and I are battle. like, yes, we're going to battle. That's what that's <laughs> what we brought ben Andrew in yeah. for, right? That's we true. a little bit that's of true. a you know negative. Uh, I kind of I like it. it. I, I will say, Ben, in your in your article though, you did say like if the 49ers fall behind early, right, and they're forced to try and get themselves back into that game, then then his production will come through the air. Right. And right. so and that I, is something you're watching. Right, definitely. And I agree with Andrew, like his volume has been pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I just don't necessarily buy into it being where it was at early on in the season. So if he's only at like a 60%, you know, team rush attempt share, especially if the 49ers are playing from behind in this matchup, there's just no way from my perspective that he goes over uh, his rushing yards total. So that's why I'm leaning in that direction. Maybe if the 49ers jump out to an early lead, that's, you know, not actually going to happen. Maybe if they don't necessarily mix in some other guys, as much as I'm anticipating, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen either. But I think this is a safe enough bet in the majority of outcomes uh, to the point where he's probably going to fall under this rushing yards number. So, okay. All right. Andrew, do you like uh, anytime touchdown scores? May I interest you in an anytime touchdown? Score? Yes. Okay. All right. What if I said Debo Samuel in this game? I found him at plus 150 and it kind of ties into what you guys were talking about because the, when they, when he played in week 10, right, he got 133 total yards and two touchdowns in, in week 10. And I think that he, even with Elijah Mitchell's likely return, like he could get those rushing numbers and he's become a huge part of this offense that I think that they're going to need him and they're going to want to continue to see him and potentially get him into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, Debo Samuel has like seven rushing touchdowns this yeah. year, just like right. random. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm looking at like, you know, who's like, you know, touchdown regression candidates for next year. And I'm like, oh yeah, like Debo has like seven touchdowns <laughs> on like 40 carries, which again, sticks out like a sore thumb, but yeah. it's because they just use him so much near the red zone. You know, his target share has gotten back up because now they have Mitchell in the backfield. They don't actually have to use him more mm-hmm. at running back, but they still do. And they use him in these critical situations. So I mean, yeah, like he's with the way that he is used so often and he's also game script proof. So if they mm-hmm. do fall behind, you know, okay, more passes for Debo instead of rushing attempts. So okay. yeah, I like that one for Debo. There we go. 
Ben, see, I don't, I don't know. Like Andrew and I are on the same page here. Right. I'm just the, I'm the naysayer here. I'm sorry. We'll see. We'll see who ends up in the black, I guess. Uh, in exactly. Week but it's a weird week in general, for sure. It so. is. It is. Andrew, I want to go to a couple of yours too, that you sent us earlier before we recorded. And the first one is Tyler Higby under four receptions. Yeah. So Tyler Higby is one of these tight ends that he runs a lot of routes, um, but he doesn't always get targeted. So I, I call them the, the cardio Kings. So they just, you know, they, they're running routes. They're just, you know, working up a sweat, but then they just don't ever get targeted. And it's because guys like Cooper Cup are on the field. Odell Beckham's mm-hmm. on the field. Dan Jefferson's on the field. It's just hard for him to get a lot of targets when he's competing with, you know, more wide receivers. So, you know, he's been more involved over the last couple of weeks, but I think that, that he's had a couple of decent matchups. This matchup doesn't really work for him. So for the 49ers fifth, and fuse catches allowed to Titans this season at 3.7. Last time he played the 49ers, he went three for 20. And, you know, hey, you know, use PFF's player props tool. I use it all the time to kind of check and see, like, where the, the tool is kind of guiding me with some players. And it gives a 21% edge to the under on Tyler Higby under four receptions. So okay. uh, whenever the the math backs up on my analysis, it's something I'd like to uh, definitely double down on. Yeah, I'm not going against the math. I don't know. Wait, I feel like in PFF, you can't go against the math, right, Ben? I don't know. Not, Ben's... <laughs> never go against the math at PFF, for sure, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, you did have another one under four receptions, too, for Marvin Jones. Are you, are you thinking in the same way for his for this prop with him? Yeah, I mean, Marvin Jones, I think I've I, he's a player I've repeatedly taken unders on, like, basically all season. Because mm-hmm. he just plays in such an inefficient passing game with Trevor right. Lawrence. Like, you never really know what you're going to get. I know last week he hit, I was on the under on his receiving yards prop. He had two catches for 46 yards. Of course, the line was at 45 and a half, right. just, you know, another, <laughs> <laughs> just another day at the office for Andrew. But I mean, he's gone over four receptions twice since week nine and it was against the Titans and the Texans. So two of the, you know, less stellar secondaries. Now you know, he's held to two for 35 last time he played the Colts. It's a really, really bad wide receiver cornerback matchup. That's another reason thing that you can look at when you're looking at receivers, mm-hmm. Just these boomer bust guys, especially when they don't have a good matchup, just not a good spot for him for receptions. It's just a lot. Like Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. has to complete five accurate passes to Marvin Jones for you to lose this bet. And I just right. feel like that's that's a long shot to happen mm-hmm. with what how Trevor Lawrence has played this year. So um, and again, also the player props tool agrees with me. Twenty two percent edge um, on under Marvin Jones under four receptions. Perfect. We can't go against our own tools. So pff.com slash betting though, guys, is where you can find everything that Andrew's talking about. And it's been, at least for me and it, it, learning it and coming into this, uh, it's been a savior. So that has been nice. And Ben, of course, teaching of course. me everything, teaching me everything, <laughs> but I'll go on to the next one. And that is the one and only Jonathan Taylor. And I think Andrew, you also put this one in. I think we, this was all a prop that all three of us were looking at, and that is him to go over 22 and a half carries. And I think he's failed to reach 20. He failed to reach 20 carries in his first nine games of the season and it has been tried and true ever since he's hit 20 or more in six of his last seven this one feels right but ben i'll start with you on this one yeah i mean it's 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 you can find it at 21 and a half as well he's been over basically okay. in kind of 50 games so far uh this year all three of his last games he's gone over by a significant margin so mm-hmm. if you expect them to you know potentially push the envelope a little bit especially if he's getting near some of these incentive situations which everyone wants to talk about in week 18 uh, i do think this is a smash bot kind of up there with uh, you know the cooper cup plays that everyone's basically talking about as well so i like jonathan taylor over 22.5 rushing or, or rushing attempts uh, quite a bit i also think he's going to be heavily involved uh, from a rushing yardage perspective so if you're mm-hmm. looking at you know like over 115.5 five. I think that's a great spot as well. And I do, I do think that the 
that the that the Colts minus 15, minus 15 and a half are definitely playable on the spread as well here uh, in week 18. So Andrew, same page. I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay, not good. not fading not John fading Taylor against fade the Texans. It's like one of those spots where you know you just get buried, and it's like, hey, right. I, I, if he doesn't hit it, whatever, I, I'll take my L. But I'm not mm-hmm. not fading Jonathan Taylor. No, I I would agree. I know the Colts are what 15 point favorites right now. Ben, 15, so, 15 and a half. Yeah, it bounced, yeah it's bouncing so, around a little bit, and PFF's you know betting tool betting model does actually like the Colts in that situation, which I do okay. think is like the widest spread that wow. we've liked to favorite here in the last like four years that we've been modeling some of these spreads. So uh, I do think that that one definitely pops out as far as a uh, decent play uh, from a value perspective for sure. But the only thing you're watching with this one, Ben, and you said it is, you know, if they go up by a large margin, right. right, right and then right. you're thinking, oh, okay, they're, you know, they're going to pull them. And I do think he'll probably still go over his like rushing yardage number in that situation. He just won't okay. get up to like the 20, 25 carry uh, threshold because they're up by like what four touchdowns or something like that early on. So we'll see it is, it is kind of scary to maybe play some of the, you know, like uh, receiving yardage unders for like Marvin Jones, even, you know, Trevor Lawrence and those sorts of things. If you don't think they're actually going to perform uh, to keep this game close enough, but I think a lot of that is probably going to be already baked in. So I do think he'll probably get over his, you know, rushing carry number here relatively easily. And I do think his rushing yardage number is easy is an easy bet as well. So perfect. I think this next one, and this is, I I was excited when I read it from Andrew and I think this one is my favorite one on Sunday, but that is Michael Carter to go over 35 and a half rushing yards. I don't know why, but I once I saw it on the rundown, I looked into it. I was like, this is, this is, this is a good one. It's a one. I mean, like when Mike (laughs) Davis hits 42 rushing yards in the same spot, like, come on, man. Like Mike, like Dusty Mike Davis is like the guy we all made fun of in fantasy football. You know, you were a, basically a fish. If you took, if you drafted Mike Davis in fantasy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, the line is too low, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing that I'm looking at, you know, with a lot of these lines, especially, you know, most of mine have been unders, but in this particular case, I want to go over because it's 35 and a half rushing yards. I mean, bills have been their biggest weakness is being attacked on the ground. We know that there are some weather concerns in this game. It's supposed to be snow. It's supposed to be colder. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that it's going to Zach Wilson is necessarily going to be going out, slinging the ball on the road. The bills have allowed the third most rushing yards since week 11, 3.3 yards after contact. Michael Carter hit this over last week and he, he didn't even play like the, like the most of the game. Like he got knocked out with the concussion. And I remember playing him in DFS and I saw him rip off a big run. I'm like, Oh my God, like it worked. It was the process was right as my bring back. And then he obviously got knocked out of the game, mm-hmm. but he still hit that rushing prop. And if you just look at he's done when he's been healthy, you know, he's gone over 35 and a half rushing yards in nine straight games you know, when he's been fully healthy and that doesn't even include last week where he wasn't even healthy and he still got over it. So I know there's concern about like Tevin Coleman, but they're going to run the football and Mm -hmm. 35 and a half rushing yards. Even if he is splitting some work with Tevin Coleman, it's just still not high enough for me to, you know, shy away. Ben. I mean, yeah, he played what? 70% of the snaps offensive snaps last week had 48, you know, roughly 50% of the rushing attempts. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's back. You know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I do think this is an easy, easy bet here. I definitely like this one quite a bit. So as, and this is a question I kind of have, um, being newer to this, but as, as you guys, as you guys are betting and it's week 18 and it's kind of, there's a ton of question marks around week 18 and kind of what's going on. Are you guys looking 
at games with teams like the Jets are playing for nothing. The Jets have nothing to play for in this game. But are you guys going into some of these games with teams that maybe don't have as much to play for and looking for props like this where things may be priced too low or anything like that? Um, I definitely think there is like a case for it. And especially when it's a guy that uh, is like a rookie or a first year or second year player that you do mm-hmm. think is probably going to at least get some more opportunities than what he would typically or uh, versus like a veteran player like Tevin Coleman. I do think that uh, we're going to want, you know, the Jets are going to want to see what they have in Michael Carter. So I do think mm-hmm. targeting him in this sort of situation in week 18 in a nothing sort of spot is definitely uh, the correct betting approach here for player props. Definitely. Okay. Andrew's like, I know Andrew, Andrew's like, like, I I already thought, I mean, I mean, I just, I still like, I don't know. Like I'm always still driven by like the numbers for the most part. Like I'm, I try not to focus on the players as much. I try to look at like the lines themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's why Michael Carter was gravitated towards him. Like I was really only looking at the number. Okay. 35 and a half rushers. That's just really low for a starting running back. Okay. Like now what's the situation with the jets? Well, jets aren't playing for anything, but you know, they have a rookie that they want to continue to get work in. If anything, it like makes more sense for them not to use Tevin Coleman. Like why right. use this right. veteran guy in week 18? Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. He's going to be freezing in Buffalo. Like Tevin Coleman doesn't want that. Give yeah. it to Michael Carter. <laughs> well, there we go. Andrew, something we do on this podcast that we just have lived by since we started doing the streams on Twitter and up until now is the quarterback rushing prop. We've lived, we've lived for the quarterback rushing prop. It has sent us when we've lost everything else. We at least have the quarterback rushing prop to fall back on. Ben, I have to bring this up because you like Taysom Hills under 50 and a half rushing yards on yeah, Sunday. I don't, I had I to bring it, it up. I, I think it's to. like the lowest value rushing prop <laughs> that we have value on from the player props tool. So there are some other ones that I do think uh, are okay. pretty decent spot. One that I probably missed earlier uh, on Sunday night football, but Derek Carr over 6.5 rushing yards, okay. minus 123 price. He hasn't necessarily been overly involved uh, from a rushing perspective in that particular offense. But uh, if the chargers can get a little bit of pressure, I do like that one quite a bit. I also like maybe, be Ryan Tannehill if if they have trouble okay. putting away Houston at 10 and a half rushing yards as well but Taysom Hill uh, I think that he's gonna have to beat you know the Atlanta Falcons through the air obviously they have AJ Terrell at cornerback but other than that really poor secondary so if if the Saints are gonna make the playoffs and potentially make some noise in the playoffs they're gonna need to do it with Taysom Hill potentially throwing it to the air so I do think he is gonna take a step back 50.5 just seems like a really high number for a guy that hasn't gone over in the past two games he has been a little bit more involved uh, from a rushing perspective but I still think he's probably gonna fall short of this number so I like those three from a quarterback rushing okay. perspective here in week 18. Long live. We couldn't, we Long couldn't, Andrew, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't finish out. Yeah. It. You couldn't finish out week 18 without any, do you have any that you like Andrew? I got to ask. What's what's Tom Brady's rushing yards? One point five. One point five rushing yards. Minus one hundred five <laughs> price. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's enticed us before I'm going to say that much. So. Oh, it has. I feel like he's been hitting the overs on those a decent amount, especially because he has, he has the quarterback sneak thing. I know that he's been mm-hmm. I'm running around a little bit more and I don't know. I think we're going to, see a fired up bucks offense and, you know, kind of stick it to Antonio Brown. Like, yeah, no, we don't need you. We can, (laughs) we can still score 40 points against Carolina Panthers and Brady can do his, you know, first down, you know, fist pump thing. Uh, because yeah, yeah, the bucks have to show up, uh, this week. I love this. So now we're, we're going Tom one and a half. Tom, we're riding it. I'm riding that. I've already bet it. I'm going to, I'm going to get it on my phone right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to, right right when we're done with this, I'm getting on. So that's awesome. (laughs) Andrew, Ben, anything else you want to leave with any other things you're kind of looking at anything you want to leave week 18 Uh, people, people need to know. I don't know. I mean, check out the props tool. That's all we can say, I guess at this point. Right. So 
Andrew, any infinite knowledge you want to leave us with? Um, just, uh, watch out for, you know, pay attention to the news. Uh, that's what right. I would say. Pay attention to the news, okay. pay attention to the weather, two things, especially in Buffalo where it just weather is always just all over the place. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well guys, pff.com slash betting. That is where you can find all the player props tools, all of the bets that we just talked about too, all of Ben Brown's articles, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome to have you on this uh, regular season finale, Ben, as always, and everyone, good luck.